The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit podcast, Emergency Chris Spielman Edition. We had to congregate a day early in this week to talk about some big news regarding the Lions front office and and what's going on there. But before we get into all that, let me introduce myself. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the managing editor of Pride of Detroit. Um, Normally your co-host of First Bite, which maybe this is, we'll see. Um, But like I said, emergency podcast, we got to talk about some big news here. Uh, With me to discuss this big news, uh, let's go right beneath me first. Mike Payton is here, P-O-D underscore Payton on Twitter. He's a columnist and writer for us at Pride of Detroit. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by today's uh, uh, developments, and and we're going to get into that right in a second uh, here. But let me also introduce our second co-host for this. Uh, back on the podcast again, Jerry Mallory is here at Jerry Mallory NFL on Twitter. Jerry, nice to see you again, buddy. Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm thinking if Chris Spielman were to suit up, would he be the second best linebacker on our team right now? <laughs> he might not be second. And I think you know what I mean by that. Oh, wow. Shots <laughs> to Jamie Collins. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I had to sport the uh, the pseudo Chris Spielman jersey here. Uh, well, let's pretend it says Spielman on the back and not uh, a certain other guy that that is no longer on the team. But uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Chris Spielman, uh, surprisingly, kind of out of nowhere, named the special assistant to chairman and president and CEO. Which uh, you know, I know we got two office fans here. It sounds very much like a Dwight Schrute kind of uh, title. But uh, according to the press releases, according to some of the things he said. He's essentially going to be the the right hand man to both Sheila Ford Hamp and Rod Wood. He'll be, as as he put it, their servant, uh, which is kind of an interesting choice of words. But um, also more and maybe more importantly, he'll be involved directly involved with the the GM and head coaching searches. He's going to be involved in the interviews. He's going to go back and, and and talk with the guys that have already been interviewed for the job. So uh, let me throw it to you, Mike. First, just overall reaction when you heard that news. Were you, were you throwing a party where you're like, okay, what does that mean? What, what, what's, what was your, you know, your just initial reactions to the news? Well, my first thought was, man, this is huge because 
one thing that we've we've had a problem with this Lions team is that they have nobody in the front office that has football knowledge. Rod Wood himself has come out and said, hey, I'm not a football guy. And Sheila Ford Hamp is, you know, she's been around the Lions for much of her life, but, you know, she, how much does she really know about the inner workings of football and how to put together a football team? Not a whole lot. So to have someone uh, uh, in, in the front office that's able to ask the questions that that Wood and Hamp wouldn't have asked, which is to me a really, really big deal, mm-hmm. uh, is huge. Uh, so, yeah, this was a very, very good hire, and uh, I think it was definitely the right thing to do. How about you, Jerry? I think I share a lot of the sentiments. My initial reaction was just surprise. It seems like when there's hires, you know, there's some type of rumbling, you know, you kind of think something's going on, maybe some type of rumor. And this just came out of nowhere. I'm sitting at home enjoying my day. And next thing you know, bam, Chris Spillman is uh, is, is on live press conference with the Lions. So I was very shocked, but pleasantly surprised. A lot of the same things Mike said, I feel the same as well. Um, we think uh, that he definitely knows more than probably Sheila and Rod. So it was a surprise, but from a pleasant standpoint. Yeah. And I mean, I you've probably heard me, if you're listening right now, kind of complain about how the, the current front office is set up in that they don't have that football guy, that football knowledge person in the front office. And and I wasn't necessarily excited by by some of the things Sheila Ford Hamp had said in her introductory press conference. This washed a lot of those concerns over because now not only do they have someone who's football experienced in there, but you can erase any questions right now that the people running this team don't care about their success, right? That's the the thing that the Fords have always been complaining about. They don't care about the team's success. They're just, it's a money grab. They're, they're hands-off owners. They, they just let other people run it and don't care. Well, now they've got someone in there who very is very, very passionate about all things football and very passionate about the Detroit Lions. He's, he's, he admitted today, you know, he's been following the team for years. He does stuff for DetroitLions.com. He does preseason games for the Detroit Lions. There is someone high ranking in that organization that will do everything in his, you know, everything within the realm of possibilities to make sure this team doesn't fail. And that's reassuring. I mean, it doesn't mean he's qualified for the job. Doesn't mean he's going to make all the right moves, but he's someone who's not going to accept, is not going to sit idly by while the franchise fails. He's going to, he's going to try his hardest to do something about it. Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun, but you, if you look at that press conference and the passion, the energy that he brought, I'm just imagining that, and I'm picturing, you know, Robert Sala. I know he's not our coach, but just, you know, he could <laughs> potentially be thinking about some of those clips of him and all the passion that he brings. I mean, that's that's potentially a combustible situation with those two guys. But just, you know, like you said, Jeremy, the, the passion that he brings to the game. Now, granted, some people may say, well, he's never worked in this room before, but he still has more experience than Rod and Sheila. He's been around the game for a very long time. Um, And and so he's going to bring more than what they did. And I like this even over a consultant. A consultant kind of comes in and then then they leave. He works for the Lions. So he has a a vested interest for the whole process, not just recommending maybe some of his friends. So yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. That's that's definitely an important distinction. He's a full-time employee. He will be around after the GM and the coaching search are around. He's essentially, you know, Rod Wood and Sheila Fordham's assistant for the foreseeable future. Uh, it looks like Mike, you yeah, had something I, to say there. Yeah. Jump in there. I, I just, I just have to say it again and I don't want to beat this horse to death, but the, how big it is to have somebody in that room that understands the game. And again, I want to say this again, because this is really important to me to ask the questions that you know, 
Sheila and Rod weren't going to ask, not because they're dumb, because they don't know to ask those questions. And they've, it's like the Lions have never really had anybody in the front office to do that. At least they haven't since, since you know, Mayhew uh, and, and Luan. So it's been a while. And obviously, these are this was the group that hired, you know, Matt Patricia. This was the group that fired Jim Caldwell. And, and, and you know, so to have to have somebody there ask those questions. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. Some, someone that isn't Ernie Acorsi, essentially, right? Someone who knows the lines, knows the, knows the culture, knows what they want here. And yeah, someone that isn't just kind of an old timer like Ernie Acorsi. And I don't want to, you know, hammer that guy. He's, he's a smart guy and he's well-respected for a lot of reasons. But um, I think... I think Gettleman loves him. Gettleman loves him. <laughs> I, that, I don't know if that's a positive or negative. Probably not great, but Giants are doing better. I don't know. Anyways, he's got he's got him hired twice. <laughs> the the one thing I I do want to address I think one major concern that I think a lot of people have and it's just that this is a symbolic thing. You know, you're not giving him any necessary any necessary powers. He's not GM. He's not president. He he's basically working under two people and saying they're they're dictating what he's doing, and it's a crowd pleaser. And and by I mean. For, for Sheila Ford Hamp to maybe just do something that's crowd pleasing at the top of her kind of reign, it's a smart move. Even, even if it's the right move, even if it's the wrong move, this is a move that's already been widely praised by just about everyone. And it, it's smart, right? It buys her some time too. like, listen, I'm taking this seriously. I'm getting someone that you like inside the organization. Is, is there a concern though, for you guys that maybe this is just kind of a symbolic thing, just kind of like a, Hey, Here's a guy you guys said you liked. I'm going to throw him in the organization. I'm not going to give him a ton of power or anything, but he's going to be there. Um, and and you guys like him, right? Is is Do you guys have any concern whatsoever that that might be what's going on here? Let's go to Jerry first. No, I don't think it's symbolic. I feel like if this was a well-run, seasoned front office and they brought in a vet, let's say the Patriots bring in Jared Mayo or one of their former Patriots guys. That might sound symbolic because we know Belichick and those guys kind of know what they're doing. They don't really need the help. This is different. These are This is a new owner. This is in um, Rod Wood, someone that he's been around the Ford family, but it wasn't really for football as much. So I, it would make more sense of it being symbolic if the guys in charge had more experience, but they don't. Even though he doesn't have a ton of experience in this rim, he has football experience in general. So I'm not, I don't really think it's symbolic. I don't think it's a move just to, to please the fans. I think it's Rod and Sheila uh, being very extensive in this research, really wanting to nail it. And it just so happened to be a move that we appreciate as well. So um, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I mean, obviously he's going to be, as they said, as Rod Wood said, he's going to be in on the, the head coaching interviews, the GM interviews, uh, you don't bring in a guy who's just going to be a symbolic, you know, thing, a show, just and, and put him in those important meetings. I, I, I think that uh, it, this is this is just Sheila and Rod admitting, which is brave, by the way, that that they need help, and uh, they went out and they found people that they trust, and uh, yeah, I think this is great. Yeah, I mean, not only bringing people you trust, people that, like I said, are emotionally invested. And I'm with you guys. I think there needs to be at least a general concern since it doesn't seem like his job title is is is, is really defined. I mean, it's it's very loose. It's just basically saying like, hey, you're going to do whatever we tell you you to do, and and who knows what that's actually going to be. Who so knows he's how a servant. Involved. Yeah, he's a servant. <laughs> he's a I, such, okay. 
uh, will he be involved in football decisions? Will he be there, you know, in Allen Park every single day? Will he be working with sponsorships? I think that's something that that Wood kind of brought up that, that I thought was interesting. All that is is kind of like the fact that it's all kind of vague and it's it's a new position that doesn't really exist with a lot of teams. I think warrants at least some skepticism. But overall, I think you guys are. I mean, you bring him full time. You you involve him immediately on your GM and head coaching search. This is more than just you know lip service or or crowd pleasing. It, it, it's something more significant, and it's something that I think a lot of people agree with. That yeah, being. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. He had a pretty good gig at Fox. I don't think he would leave right. a good gig like that. You know, he, <laughs> to be a serpent. Yeah, just to be some <laughs> random, just like a flunky with no type of thing going on. It's not a defined role, but and it seemed like his role at Fox had been expanding. You know, he was doing a lot of just lions and preseason. Now mm-hmm. you kind of see him on some different games. So, you know, he he kind of transitioned from a good gig. I don't think he would go over to a good gig just to be a, a figurehead or a spokesperson or symbolic for the uh, for the fans. And, and not just that, um, you know, not not just that, but Chris also mentioned in, in the press conference that he had had other offers in the past and he had talked to other teams. So uh, he turned all those people down and and he turned out a great job at Fox to come here. So I don't think he comes here if it's not serious. Uh, and we're going to jump a little bit more into that press conference in a minute here when we come back from our break. But before we do, I want to hit on some other news that the Lions just kind of like snuck in the back door of all of this. And that's that they're bringing in three more uh, advisors for their general manager and head coach. Uh, Rod Graves, the former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals for a decade. He's also part of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which helps with minority hires in the NFL. Mark Hollis, the former MSU athletic director, who apparently oversaw 19 coaching hires while he was there. Not just with football, obviously. And then some guy named Barry Sanders is also going to be involved. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Um, Let's give you quick reactions to that. Is there a guy in that trio that that sticks out to you is like that's a good get um is is, is the barry sanders but can we can we probably admit the barry sanders thing is probably a little symbolic that like was, that? yeah okay yeah, okay. That's <laughs> okay cool um but yeah is, is there a guy that you're like wow I'm, I'm glad they grabbed him in in this uh in this coaching search which is obviously going to be pretty important for this team i like the graves guy um mm-hmm. from his you know fritz pollard connection so, you know, we're looking at all these potential options and I'm kind of warming up to Rick Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they have some type of relationship, but uh, the Fritz Pollard, or, uh, I might be saying that name, wrong. Yeah. I apologize. But that organization is, is really big in terms of minority hires for uh, for NFL positions. And so there's a good chance that uh, maybe maybe this guy and Rick Smith have some type of connection. Um, you know, he's probably well versed on all of the minority options and that would include Robert Sala as well. So his experience in the league, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I think he definitely will be playing more of a role. And like you said, Barry, you know, he's kind of been a spokesperson for the Lions since he retired. It probably continues, but I think this guy Graves is going to actually be doing some work. And so, you know, there are a few minority candidates that it seems like we may be interested in. And so he might have a connection with them. And particularly for me, uh, a Rick Smith and Robert Sala potential pairing just sounds intriguing to me. I mean, really all I mean, some of the top names, uh, Eric Bieniemy, also a minority coach. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of yeah. have someone that has a pulse of all those guys. Obviously, uh, a, a well-respected voice in, in the room. What about you, Mike? What do you think about those uh, additions to the search? I think they're both great. I mean, first off, uh, with Rod Graves and 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 Fritz Pollard, 
it's pretty cool to know that the Lions are not going to be one of the teams that need to be uh, shoved into the Rooney Rule type thing. They're 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 clearly going to be interviewing anybody, no matter of uh, who they are, or color of their skin. So I mean that that's pretty cool just right off the bat. But I really like this Mark Hollis hire because here's somebody who who I mean his job as a uh, as um, the athletic director escaping yeah. me what he athletic director thank you his job as an athletic director at Michigan State was all about hiring coaches and, and putting the right people in the right situations so to get a guy like that who who can sort of have that eye for talent and have that eye for what you need uh, in a coach to lead uh, men on the field is 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 I think it's really big um, I just love really all of these even Barry Sanders is great I mean it's pretty clear they're doing their due diligence from every angle and and that is that that is just something it feels like the lions have never done before yeah and that that was going to be my point is that you compare this this gm search to five years ago already where you know martha ford martha firestone ford you know probably decided you know what this is in over my head let me just go get in ernie Acorsi, and he can act as as the team owner he goes out interviews three people one of them an internal candidate and then says you know what bob quinn had the best interview i've ever seen let's just do that that i mean that's such a minimalist approach to everything and now you already have the lines with basically four advisors these three plus spielman you have three interviews already done with internal candidates. There's they've already been linked to two guys in in Jerry Reese and uh, and the aforementioned uh, Rick Smith. Plus, you're probably going to interview more guys once the season's over. Like this, all feels like an actual well thought out plan, a, a very thorough job done by Sheila Ford Hamp. And does that mean they eventually hire the right person? No, not necessarily. But it feels like they're at least tapping the well they're at least going through all the correct motions and and yes i know we said a lot of this when they hired ernie corsi like oh yeah of course get ernie of course he's a he's a brilliant mind he's a well-respected guy but this is so much more it feels like there's so many more people in the room and sure it could be a little bit too much too many cooks in the in the kitchen type of situation but i rather than be overly thorough than than underly thorough due diligence man mm-hmm. absolutely is it it no is it wrong to maybe speculate that if if the Lions had this team in place when they hired Bob Quinn, that they wouldn't have hired Bob Quinn? I mean, I don't think it's too crazy because, again, man, I go back to those questions. I feel like if somebody was there to ask Bob Quinn some questions that nobody asked him, maybe they would have found out that he wasn't that great of a hire. I, I don't know. I'm just, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can never really know, but either way, it does feel like they're they're going to interview more people. They're gonna they're gonna see what they could get and what they should get and what they maybe should stay away from. And the fact that they got Spielman and Barry in there, I mean, they and and this is something we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. The, the Lions culture, they they want to establish whatever the Lions culture is, and so they have two pe- prominent people that care about Lions culture there in the front office. So when we come back, we are going to talk about that press conference. We're going to talk about what. Chris Spielman had to say what Rod Wood had to say about their future roles, about what the general manager search is going to look like and what Spielman's role is going to be. So we'll talk more about that when we come back on the POD emergency podcast.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back with uh, our midweek emergency podcast because Chris Spielman has been hired by the Detroit Lions as a special assistant to chairman, president, and CEO, which basically means he's just working right under Sheila Ford Hamp and Rod Wood. Um, so after it was announced, about an hour and a half after the news was announced, the Lions decided to put both Rod Wood and Chris Spielman in front of uh, the virtual podium, let's call it, in a Zoom meeting with the local media. Thankfully, that was also broadcast live to fans because I think that was a great opportunity for fans to get all excited and, and watch as their new... Um, I don't I don't even know what to call him. I almost called him like assistant GM, but th- that might be overstating his role. We'll see. Um, let's let's get to you guys first reaction. The, the, the two spoke for about 30 minutes, went over a lot of different topics spanning from Matthew Stafford to culture to what the role will be to whether or not he had any interest in being a GM. Um, let's go to Mike first. What were your kind of standouts, your takeaways, let's say, from from Spielman's first presser? Well, first off, um, you brought up the whole GM thing. And obviously, we had Herman Moore on our man coverage podcast a couple weeks back. And he was very, very behind the idea of uh, Chris being the new GM. And that's something that's been sort of flying around ever since then. Uh, and, And he somehow it got back to him. And he came out and said he doesn't want to be a GM and made it seem like he never wants to be a GM. So guess we can all wipe that from from our you know our idea bank because it's apparently never going to happen uh but the other thing that really stood out to me the the thing i think maybe that stood out the most was that it's pretty clear that they are very invested in the detroit lions uh they they love the team they love the city i know that usually you hear people just say that sort of thing but chris has never left as far as i know barry's never left uh, Sheila obviously loves the city, loves the team. Um, they're, they're really, really getting high on, on, on this whole Detroit culture thing and how much they care about the team. And I think that's going to speak a lot into how much due diligence and how much they put into hiring process. What are you, Jerry? What were your thoughts on his first presser? I like a lot that he had to say a, a few things that stood out. One was how he's been preparing for this type of role. So they asked him, hey, do you want to be a GM? He said, not necessarily. I just love football. So, you know, he does these these gigs for Fox, and he's just been in NFL circles now for uh, three decades, even just around football, even longer than that because of his dad being a coach. And then obviously his brother uh, is the GM, and I think a pretty good GM there with Minnesota. He's been around football from relatives and, and associates and how he said he takes notes. He asks questions. If it things that... He doesn't agree with. He doesn't just throw it away. He kind of looks into it a little bit more to see if maybe his thinking on the philosophy or something is off. And so I don't think he's one of these out of touch uh, athletes that's you know been away from the game. He hasn't played in many years, so maybe he wants some old school smash mouth that isn't going to translate. He really loves the game of football. He talked about his notes and the things that he does research on. So that stood out to me. It made me feel real comfortable that it's not just a figurehead coming in 
because he used to be a lion. This is someone that's been prepared. And I do think his brother, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he will be good in the front office, but it, I do kind of like the fact that it is in his his bloodline and his family. We see, you know, we see Shanahan and his son now doing pretty good. You got the LaFleur brothers. So sometimes those family trees and those different traits do translate. And so me being a big fan of his brother, Rick, kind of makes me feel happy that he's in our front office now and Chris. Yeah. And I think I think maybe the most impressive thing I got from his press conference was when he started talking about leadership. And, and part of it plays into what he also said about, you know, being a GM. He, he said, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I'm qualified. Yeah. And, and him being able to kind of be humble enough to admit, you know, that's just not for me right now. I don't I don't have that in me. It kind of goes right into what he said about leadership. And it was all about kind of like not being that smartest guy in the room that I think a lot of people um, thought of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I'm, I'm going to read a quote directly. He says, and and he he said he pulled it kind of from a military background in that um, they're pretty good at everything, but they're not afraid to hire people that are great around them at one particular scale or whatever that is. They don't feel threatened. And the other thing that good leaders do, in my opinion, you hire people to do the job and then you let them do that job. You don't get in the way. You 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 delegate. You essentially delegate and you say, I can work with these people. I can trust these people. And and don't let egos into it. And so, you know, who knows if if, if that was something that was actually going on in Detroit. But I, I just I really that answer really stuck with me. It's something that I it's something that I think Jim Caldwell would say. You know, something that was just like, don't let egos get into it. Let people be people. And and that's something I want in terms of someone that's if 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 you're looking for a leader, if some someone is is hiring a leader. Those are the kind of person, you know, installments that I want in their brain. They're they're getting a guy who who's not going to be ego driven, who's not going to be afraid to delegate, who's not going to be afraid to get smart people around him and feel threatened about their job. And so to have that guy as, as a leading voice now in this GM search is 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 promising. It's hopeful, and uh, I don't think I had necessarily a lot of hope about this GM search until maybe even today. Yeah, just hearing him talk about his philosophies, uh, that's when I started to get really comfortable. Uh, when he started getting into the leadership stuff and some of that military background type thing, I mean, it was hard not to be impressed. I I, I was taking notes on the presser, and, and I had to sit back, and I totally stopped tweeting because I was just kind of in awe of everything that he was saying because you don't, you, you don't hear that sort of thing, and we do come from – the last three years, some uh, somewhat of a program where we there was some of those rumors out there that, that Bob Quinn and, and Matt Patricia couldn't agree with each other on who to pick and who to sign or or, or what have you, who to cut. So if if the new if the new setup is to hey I'm going to sit back I'm going to hire you I know you can take care of it I am here if you want to ask me questions if that's the way that's going to go, then man, I feel way more comfortable. Just like you said, Jeremy, way more comfortable than I had before. Is there, is there anything that you guys wish he would have said, or maybe something that you, you heard and you were just like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, there has to be kind of a push and pull here. He probably didn't, you know, get an A plus in his press conference. If we're going to grade it like that one, I can't remember some colonists graded. I think it was Bob Quinn's first press conference or something crazy like that. But was there any reservations that you came away with? Like, I wish he would have said that, or, you know, I'm not sure if he, if that's the right way to go out about, go out, go about this search. Um, anything that you guys had reservations about? I didn't have any issues with anything he said. 
But what I'll say is, you know, because to me, he, he hit it out the park. You know, everything he said was great. He he lived up to what you wanted to hear. But that doesn't always equate to it, him being successful on the job. So, right. you know, you, you get excited about what he said, but you, you know, you still want to temper your expectations. Um, this doesn't automatically mean he's the best person for this job. This doesn't mean he's going to be the one to help find the right head coach and GM. But as far as what he actually said, I don't really have any issues with anything. You know, you know, Rod, right at the beginning of the press conference, already mentioned they, they weren't going to talk too much about potential candidates. And that, I mean, that makes sense. You know, we would love for them to speak on some of these guys, but it's not realistic. It's not advantageous for them to do so. Um, but, you know, I just I like everything he said. I just don't want to get too excited because there is still no guarantees. Yeah, same thing. I mean, to piggyback on what Jerry said, this like this is no guarantee it's going to work, right? It, it could fail just as badly as everything else has failed. But I, I mean, I, I, I generally liked everything that he had to say. There were some corporate speak moments where it was kind of like, you know, trying to avoid things like the Matthew Stafford stuff, even though he did say that uh, Matthew was a quote, tough ass. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn right. He's tough ass. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, yeah, there was some corporate speak stuff that and some, some sort of dodginess that I didn't, that I never care for with anybody, but it was nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I, I guess th- I, I didn't have too many and, and I'm going to be a little nitpicky here just so that we have a little bit of balance here. Um, I, I, it just seemed like a lot of the talk was like about building a culture here in Detroit. And I'll be honest, I don't even know what that means. What is, I mean, and, and it got pushed a little bit like, what is, okay, what defines the Detroit Lions culture? And, you know, Rod and, and, and Spielman kind of pulled the old, like, you know, we, we have a blue collar mentality and we, you know, we, we got a winner, winner's mentality and we got to never give up when we're on the field. And it's just like, okay, I mean, just say, just say you want to build a winner. I don't care about culture because culture just naturally comes with winning. And, and, Part of me, I, there's a little push and pull here because I think about some of like the the standard of of great organizations in the NFL, the Steelers, the Packers, the I mean even even the Bears and Vikings a little bit like they have an identity. The the Bears have had a a stifling defense for decades, and the Packers have had a, a franchise quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback for decades, and the Steelers have had a defense for decades. And I'd love for the Lions to have some of that some some of that identity i don't think any of it can come without winning so i don't really care about building a culture i'd rather just build the wins but at the same time like bringing in a guy like spielman bringing a guy like barry into the mix like well okay you're those guys kind of had a culture here in the 90s like there was something to those teams those teams made the playoffs a hell of a lot more than these ones do so maybe there's there's something to it it just it all felt a little bit like buzzworthy like you guys were kind of saying and then the the other thing is just, and, and I hate to always kind of bring it back to Rod Wood, but I just like it. I was hoping when when I first heard Chris Mealman was bringing in that basically he was that that link between the football side and the business side. Right. It seems to me like that's not necessarily what's happening. I think it's it's more Spielman. Just, I mean the way the way Rod Wood put it, I'll, I'll read his direct quote. I don't think it will have that much of an impact on my role. Other than I have a partner that is going to leverage my time and I think will be around the organization in every way possible. Basically saying he'll give me some extra time. He'll do what I would have done and, you know, under my orders, 
but essentially I'm still going to be that liaison both from the business and football side. And so I, I, it's, it's not exactly what I wanted. And listen, I'm an adult. I don't need to get every single thing that I want, but at the same time, I just, I wish I kind of wished when I heard Chris Bielman's first name, like there's the football guy. There's the football guy that's going to take care of the football side. Rod Wood will go back to the business side. They'll have a little bit of overlap, but it seems to me this is still, he's an underling of, of Rod Wood who is still kind of balancing both sides. Am I, do you, am I reading that right? Or do you guys kind of see it in a different way? I don't know, man. I, I kind of see it as the way that you, you think it should be. I, I, when that was the first thing that came to my mind when they hired Chris Spielman was like, okay, that's the football guy. And, and I don't think Rod really said anything in my opinion, that that made me feel otherwise. I mean, there was some uncertainty as to what the structure of everything was going to be and who was going to answer to who and all that, which is, I mean, it's fine. You know, this hire just happened, you know, a few hours ago. So, right. But yeah, I, the only way I looked at it was, yeah, that's this is the football guy. He's going to be in the, the head coaching uh, uh, and GM, GM interviews. I mean, he's going to be there to help make decisions. So I, I, don't, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think Rod Wood's, opinion is going to matter as much because obviously, like I said, they hired these guys because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of got the the feeling that uh, kind of similar to Jeremy, when I first saw Spillman, I kind of was like, Oh good. Like Rod can kind of go back to being, well, I don't want to say the, 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 the Ford servant, but I can't think of a better <laughs> word, but he could kind of step away from Detroit lions things a little bit, or just stick to things like jerseys and ticket sales maybe work on getting Calvin Johnson paid. But when it comes to like football, football things, you know, personnel, he would step down. But I, after listening to the press conference, I don't think he is. I just feel like Chris is there and he's going to help. But Rod is still very much going to be involved with football things. They may lean heavily on him. They may defer to him, but Rod can still kind of pull that, that card out and say, Hey, I'm still at the top of the chain and, you know, maybe a financial reason or whatever. So yeah, I was hoping Chris, maybe got a little bit more, you know, of a role. And I don't know, am I getting just caught up? Because it's something about him not getting an actual title. It it did bother me a little bit. Like, you know, call him the VP or yeah. or something. It was just kind of, you know, he'll have a prominent role, but like what exactly is it? We're still kind of grasping at that. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the important thing overall just to note, though, is like at least he now has like a voice in his ear, right? At least there's someone there telling him, well, uh, this isn't how I would do things. It's still going to be Rod Wood calling the shots ultimately, but he's got someone valuable, someone that cares about the organization, someone that that has a brother that knows how to run an organization, and someone who's been surrounded by football for the past you know, 40 years of his life right there telling him what he sees and how he would potentially do things. And that's important. That's, 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 that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, because last time it was just, of course, he for a period of time, and then we bring in Quinn. Of course, he's gone. He doesn't care what happens at that point. He's he's got one of the guys that he recommended in. There was really no check and balance. Yeah, and who, who was checking in on Quinn? Yeah, so Rod Wood kind of got someone now exactly a bit more involved in that standpoint. So that is good. I'm sorry, I just said standpoint. I guess I missed Matt Patricia <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I promise not to say that again. Oh, you just got to get better, man. You just gotta you gotta work better. You gotta you gotta get coach better. It's all right. You'll be okay. all right let's close this out really quick and let's just give i mean it it, it's crude and it's it's we're all probably in the same mode we're like well let's just wait and see where this goes but let's throw a grade on it what the hell it's a it's a nice way to to cap things off your grade on let's just throw all the moves 
together today. The Chris Spielman, um, Barry Sanders, all the people now involved in the GM and coaching search that, that have been announced. How are you feeling today compared to yesterday? I'm putting an A on it. Yep, I'm doing it. I go right out there and put an A on it. You guys know me. Uh, look, man, it, you know, this is the most, like I said, this is the most they have ever done to, to go out and get the right candidate. They are putting in the work right now. Whether it works out or not, we don't know. But they're doing all the right things in terms of trying to find the right people. And I don't see how you can give them anything less than an A on that. Fair enough. Let's see. Uh, Barry Sanders, I love him. Whether it's symbolic or real or imagined, just seeing his name brings a smile to my face. So that's good. Um, this Rod Graves guy, I like it. You know, the whole Fritz Pollard connection, I'm down with that. I love, you know, the, the whole thing with that is just giving everyone a fair shake, right? And so I love that aspect that he's brought in. It may be some connection to a few of the candidates that I like and Sila and Rick Smith. So that's cool. And then uh, Chris Spillman, he's stepping in. He said all the right things. He seems passionate. I love someone with a vested interest. So he, you know, he has a vested interest. A, he has the history with the Lions, but B, he's, he's working for them now. He's going to be here. And that gives Sheila and Rod an extra voice, a little bit less input with football decisions. I'm going with the A, man. Call it Kool-Aid, call it what you want, but I'm giving it an A. I'll I'll be the 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 devil's advocate here and I'll say a minus because I'm also I'm very excited about it. I I do I I I've had my issues with Chris Spielman in the booth, but I can't I can't ignore his fire. I can't ignore um, you know, his his emotion. I can't ignore the fact that he's been around football and, and talked to football minds for the past 20 years. One thing that I'd even mention that I thought was one of the most interesting part of his pressers is what he said about Sheila Ford Hamp. And how she talked to him and convinced him to take this job and made him want to run through the the hotel room door in Cincinnati. And, and I mean, that's that's promising, right? A, a guy. Yeah, and, like and may, maybe maybe again, that's just lip service. But Rick, I mean, I almost said Rick Spielman. Chris Spielman isn't one to really BS a lot. So for him to say like Sheila, Sheila's all in on this and excited. I'm willing to believe him on that. And so overall, there, there's more voices in here to, for the line to make an educated decision. Maybe they're suffering from a little bit of too many cooks in the kitchen situation, both now and going forward with maybe Rod Hood and, and Chris Spielman potentially butting heads. I mean, this is, again, all speculation. We don't really know how the whole organization thing will stand out, which maybe feeds into my anxiety a little bit. But in general, there, there's there's a path now. There, there appears to be a plan in place, which is some, which is really all I was looking for when the Lions eventually did fire Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. And so it feels like there's some sort of semblance to what they're trying to build here. And that's all I want. And that's why I'm happy today. And that's why I'll give it an A minus, but like a, like a 92%. So a high A minus, not like an 80, uh, 91, 99 new one. So, like all it. right. And with that, we're going to end our emergency podcast. I want to thank Mike Payton at POD underscore Payton for joining us. Jerry Mallory at Jerry Mallory NFL on Twitter. Uh, both valued, valued members of the Pride of Detroit community. And I want to thank you all for listening. So until next time, we'll have a man coverage later this week. It's going to be a little bit delayed because of this, but we'll have it later in this week. But until then, it's chaos. Be kind.